Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on page Nunches, <coughs> page 58. Um, we were just talking about uh, why... Um, Yitzchak wanted to bless uh, Esau with the physical blessings and Yaakov with the spiritual blessings more. And we have to understand why... So we we understand why Yaakov had to, just to take the blessings because if they would be given the intense blessings, the revelation of the divine energy was so high, if it would have given to Esau, it would have been either swallowed up into him, or would have totally nullified his existence. It wouldn't have uplifted him, the sparks within him. Yitzchak wanted to uplift those sparks, but he didn't see that that was not the way to do it. You have to give it to Yaakov, and then Yaakov can use that energy, and little by little, use that energy, and <coughs> use it to uplift the sparks in Esau. But it had to come through the channel of Yaakov. But we still have to understand why he had to take the blessings through trickery, deceit, um, <coughs> deception, so he said that Yitzchak wanted to bless, um, wanted to bless Esav with um, all these abundance of physical blessings, and Yaakov he had a different type of blessing, which is you should be fruitful, multiply, and Hashem should give you the blessings of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, which are mar- spiritual blessings, because that's the way of a terror life. It's not to be so indulged in the physical, and um, somebody really wants to understand Torah has to be you know, has to not be so involved in the physical. And that's why Yitzchak wanted to give Yaakov those types of blessings, not an abundance of physicality, not to distract him from terror life. But, if a person, if a Jewish person does get those abundance of physicality, as long as he doesn't put in so much effort, and, you know, doesn't take over his life, and becomes a workaholic to get those, to get those blessings, if he gets it in a more easier, easier way, or an automatic, it comes to him, so it's a good thing because through the abundance of physicality, you can actually get a really um, an abundance of revelation of godly energy. Like we said, we explained that the, um, that the source of the physical objects in this world, the, the inanimate, the vegetation, the animal kingdom, the source of those is actually in a really high world, the world of Toyu. We spoke in the previous mimer, the intense revelation, infinite revelation of godly energy. And if you uplift those things and use them for the right purpose, you can get an an additional energy which you usually wouldn't get if you didn't have those uh, access to those physical the physical things because of the sublime level divine sparks which is within them and that's why a person it only gets he can only stay alive through eating bread because uh, it's through the divine spark which is in the bread comes from the level of toyu which is higher than the source of his soul within the level of tikkun and that's why a person gets his life from that and not from the divine utterance which is already within him. Now we're at the top of page Nunches. Now we can, this is the idea of the descent of the soul within the body. 
that the soul became enmeshed and enclosed within the body and the animal soul, uh, which is a very, very huge descent for this divine piece of Hashem, the godly soul, because the purpose of the descent is that through the forcing and the um, and the surrender of the ego, the nullification that a person brings about within his animal soul by forcing the animal soul to go against its will and to surrender its own ego and its own feeling of separateness and independence to Hashem. Through that, working with the animal soul, you can actually bring about an additional energy to the godly soul, which it didn't have without that work with the animal soul. <coughs> so basically, like we were saying before, through uplifting the physicality, you can actually get access to higher level divine energy than you would if you wouldn't have uh, uplifted and dealt with the physical through working with the animal soul, which has a very high source in the world of Toyu, you can get access to that source and bring that intense energy even within the godly soul. So as a person knows within himself which specific attribute and emotion he has to work on and refine within himself, maybe it's a classic I got, like for example, the emotion of, um, of, of anger, or similar negative emotions, negative traits, with every time that a person forces himself to go against his his will and to not get angry, then it's added to him an additional light and energy from godliness within his godly soul. Every time that he forces the animal soul to go against its will, not to get angry, you actually get an additional revelation of godliness within your within your godly soul. And, and this additional revelation affects the comprehension of the godly soul, so that you should have the ability to understand even greater um, concepts in godliness, more than you could, more than you would understand without having without having dealt with your animal soul. And also adds and adds energy to your service in your heart, um, not just into your uh, intellectual service of Hashem, but in the emotional service of Hashem of serving Hashem through davening and being aroused and aroused at the love and fear for Him, through working up, uplifting, refining the animal soul, you get access to its source, the energy in Toyu, which is an intense divine energy, an infinite energy, which will add to your ability to serve Hashem in all realms. And all the more so, if not only, if you just, meaning even more so, if you bring about the actual subduing of that emotion, of that character trait, not to be affected at all, I mean, not just that you're forcing yourself not to act on that emotion and not to get angry, but actually you bring about the sub, the submission of that trait where you don't even get angry. And you don't to get excited at all when... Um, when something goes against when something goes against your will when something doesn't agree with you then you you add a, a, a really abundance of divine energy within your godly soul because this is the next step up from just forcing your godly soul to go against its will here you're actually subduing it so it shouldn't even get angry when something goes against its will and that even brings about a higher energy a more intense revelation of divine energy within the godly soul like it says in the verse, many um, many produce can be can be collected with the power of the ox. Um, so, meaning to say, in the spiritual sense, 
if you can tame and get the animal soul's power on your side, it has the power of an ox. An animal, which is the godly soul, doesn't have that intense passion and that strength that the god that the animal soul has. The, the godly soul is more tame, is more, um, is not as intense. That's the intensity. It has a direct connection with Hashem, but not the intense passion of the animal. So, when you can get the animal on your side, you can get even more energy and add that to your divine service of your godly soul. Um, besides the fact that when a person brings about that his animal soul should have an excitement for godliness. If you can get your animal soul to be excited about Hashem, then that excitement that the animal soul gets is a lot stronger and it, it totally transcends logic. Um, that because the animal soul, that's the way it usually is. It's very strong, it's very passionate. You can get your animal soul excited about godliness, that the passion is you're going to experience is a lot more than usually just getting your your godly soul to be excited about Hashem, which is something very natural for it. But the animal soul can use that intense passion that it has, the animalistic passion, bring that into the into its excitement for Hashem. Um that when you when you bring about that your animal soul should be excited about Hashem and that intensity, this brings about also that your godly soul should experience that same type of excitement for Hashem. Which is by Makimach, like explained in another place, an explanation of this verse in Shir Hashirim, which the inner inner meaning of it is that when you're getting when you get the when you access the passion of the animal soul, bring it to bring it to love Hashem. That passion transforms over to the <coughs> transfers over to the godly soul too. So besides that, that that passion transfers over to the the, the the godly soul also. Besides that, with every time that you force your your animal soul to go against its will, there is added a very high level of divine energy within the godly soul. Meaning that you add to the godly soul a light and a lot more energy in its learning Torah and in its service of Hashem in prayer. Like we said before, you add in all aspects of your godly soul's relationship with Hashem, both its comprehension of God, of, of Torah, or comprehension of Hashem's wisdom through Torah, and its emotional excitement during prayer. Um, so not only do you have to, you know, access the passion of the, of the, of the, the animal soul and get it excited about Hashem and that passion transfers to the godly soul, but no, you don't even need that. We're talking about just every time you force the animal soul to go against its will, that is, you're getting access to the animal soul's source and tell you and bringing that intense energy even to your godly soul's faculties of understanding and emotion. And this extra energy which you do, this extra light which you bring into your godly soul is called the light of noiga, the light of uh, the sh- of shining, but here, um, which is relating to the klipas noiga, the, the, the light, the klipa, which conceals godliness, it conceals the godly energy within it, but it's the, it still has a noiga, it still has a shiningness to it, <clears throat> it's still redeemable, the light within that. So that when you when you get access to the light of the animal soul, it's the light of noiga, the shining light that comes from klipas neiga. Which actually here it's it's a light which is a lot stronger and a lot more shiny, meaning a lot more intense than regular type of light. For example, so here actually it seems to be when you 
refine your animal soul and you force it to go against its will, you get access to its, its source, its divine source, which is a very intense energy. And this light, which you, which you bring into your godly soul through forcing your animal soul, is called the light of Neuga, the shining light, which seems to be, it's a lot higher, a lot stronger energy from regular light. Which because probably because the animal soul comes from Toyu, which that light is a lot stronger. Like the light of the morning light, <coughs> physical example for this. Or the light from from the the light that comes from the rainbow. It shines a lot um, stronger than just the regular light of the sun. So the light of the morning is a lot stronger, and also the light of the of the rainbow is just a lot more shiny and stronger than the regular. Uh, light from the sun. And this is an example for the intensity of the light which comes through refining the animal soul. It's a very intense and strong light that affects even your godly soul to bring it to another level. As explained in another place on this verse, and this is what we say during Shabbos davening, it's filled up with a ray and it shines out so we see the difference between that the the different two types of light. The light of the sun filled it's filled up with the ray of light, and also mefikim it shines out in a stronger light. Neiga and it says the word neiga there, which is that the light of neiga is this intense, a lot more intense revelation. And just like this, this applies to when a person refines his animal soul and forces it to go against its will and subdues it. And that brings about a high, you access the source of the animal soul and bring that intense energy from Toyu into your service of your godly soul. This also applies to a person's dealing with all physical things and all coarse things in the world. When a person refines these physical things and he deals with in his life, then there's added to him, to his godly soul, a intensity and abundance of of godly light and energy. Um, because meaning when your person, oh, he's an example here. Like it says that wine and and nice good sense open up the mind, make a person a lot smarter. Meaning, so when he uses the physical things like wine and good smelling sense, and to use it for godly to, for his godly service, the service of Hashem to understand Torah better. So he drinks a little wine to open up himself to understand Torah better. Or he eats food in order to have energy to pray with proper kavana. Through that, he is refining these physical things and accessing the their source in toyu, that which is a very intense revelation of godliness. And that that revelation goes now into his godly soul and adds in its abilities to connect to Hashem. That's why Rivka wanted that Yaakov should get the blessings, these physical blessings of much grain and much wine. Because then Yaakov would be able to deal with these physical things, these physical blessings which he would receive, the abundance of physicality. He would deal with them with the intention to use them for the sake of heaven, for the sake of Hashem, in His service of Hashem. And then, through refining these physical things and uplifting them to their source, you would get access to their, and their spiritual source, their sublime source. And, and that energy from that source would now be added to his godly soul and give him a lot more potential and ability to connect to Hashem in a deeper way. Um, however, the taking of these blessings 
from Yitzchak had to be only had to be through a way of deception, of deceiving, of trickery. And why did it have to come through this trickery? So why did the <coughs> taking of these blessings, the physical blessings, for Yaakov have to be through trickery, deception? That's to show that the person's dealings with the physical blessings that he has, the physicality in his life, should be in a way of deception, not in a way where he's really he really wants these things, but in a way not that he's choosing these physical things and that he really you know knows about them and he wants them. That he should choose in his right mind, you know, and really put effort to get these physical blessings. That that's not the way. That's not the proper way to deal with these with physicality. That you should choose it, and you should really want it, and you should put all your effort into getting the most physical, you know, physical blessings and the most money and the most possessions. Kiadas, because when you start mixing in your choice and your effort into this, das is Um Das knowledge is mixed in with good and bad. It's like it says, eight eight das the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So when you start choosing these things in your, you know, with your das, with your mind, and you put your whole mind into this physicality, then it's a mixture of good and bad now. And there, where you're choosing the physical things, and you're putting effort into getting them with your choice and with your mind, you're choosing them out of your right mind. Then you become connected to the evil which is mixed into these physical things to the bad, to the physicality just isn't how it is in itself without any connection to godliness when you choose and you put effort in and you really put your whole life into getting the physical blessings, then you become connected to the evil the bad part of the physical and then it could be that when you're going to get these physical things, since you chose them, you put too much effort into them, you might not even be able to uplift them and refine them, which is the whole purpose of getting these physicality, like we said, to get in touch with the, to access their spiritual source, to get more energy in your divine service. And that's the reason um, why a person, when all, all uh, permissible things, a person has to be very careful not to overindulge in them and not to use more than he needs in the physical things. Moistris, things of ex- ex- excess physicality. Being that this is already extra, it's excess. Um, so a person doesn't need to enter into that, doesn't need to put his whole self into that excess. It's not really necessary. Um, like we are just saying before, so when a person chooses something, chooses physical, meaning he puts effort in and he puts his whole life and his focus into getting the physicality, you already start getting connected to the evil part of these physical things, to the negative part of the physicality, and you might get sucked into it to the extent where you won't be able to refine it because you'll be sucked into it. You won't be above it to be able to refine it. That's why you shouldn't be over-involved. You have to be very careful from extra things, excess. Being that it's excess, um, by its very nature, it's excess, because then you might not be able to refine it. The Dover Mukhachloi, something which is very necessary to a person, being that by its very nature, this physical thing, which he, it's something which he, it's necessary for him to live, to be a healthy person, therefore, it's within his possibility, within his ability to refine that physical thing, to use it for the right purpose. 
for the God, for the sake of service of Hashem. It's known the lake called Adam Demebechrichish. As a side point, not every person is is comparable in what is necessary for him. To say Yochali stopping Michael Posha, one person he is able to be uh, satisfied with just simple food. And another person, the way he's born, his personality and his specific character, he actually needs a better food to be a healthy person. It won't be if he just satisfies himself with simple food without good food, he it'll end up having a negative effect, it'll backfire on him. And every every person, according to what is necessary for him, specifically for that person, that is what he has the ability to refine. Which is not the case when something is excess for a person. Then he gets into problems and he won't be able to refine it. When a person doesn't need something and he's using it, so the very fact that he's using this excess that it's he's getting into the excess that means that it's he's dealing with it in a way where he's putting himself too much into it it's just it's not necessary for him and therefore the moment he he gets into that realm of excess it's already just the it's already just the in the realm of taiva he just wants it and he's not and he's not dealing with that thing in a healthy way it's in a way where it's just about him and self-gratification and not for the sake of giving him more energy to go throughout his life and serve Hashem. If it's excess, that shows you that it's not you're not going to be able to deal with this and handle this thing in a healthy way. It's instead of you being the boss on that physical thing, being able to uplift it, it's going to be the boss over you. It's going to take control over you. That's why it says the sages say that a, um, a simple. Uh, Amaritz, a person who's not learned, um, is it's forbidden for him to eat to eat um, meat. And the, the reason being explained in another place, the reason for this was So, in the deeper reason, explained in other places. But the simple reason is because for the Amaritz, for the simpleton who doesn't. Uh, who's not a learned person, it's, um, meat is excess for that person. Why? But a Torah scholar does need to eat meat. Why? Like this, it says in the Gemara, that in, but until, what did the sages said, until I ate the, um, the meat of, a, of an ox, he wasn't able to truly understand the reason for the halacha that he was dealing with. So, for the Talmud scholar, this uh, the meat, physical eating meat, actually gives him the ability, it opens up his mind more, and gives him the ability to access his intellectual capacity a lot more. So therefore, that's why he has the ability to refine the meat, because he needs it. He needs it for his service of Hashem. Whereas for the simple, the um, non-learned person, who doesn't need that, because he's not dealing with this intense intellectual ideas in Torah, so therefore it's in the realm of excess for him, he's not going to be able to uplift it. It's going to take over him. It's going to be, it's going to um, take him over. He's not going to be able to be on top of it and uplift the physical um, meat. Similarly, is with every physical thing. That which a person chooses is to have this thing, you know, out of his own mind, his own choice. I mean, something that's not necessary for him. He's choosing to have it. It's not totally necessary. When it's necessary, you're not choosing that thing. You need it. 
When you're choosing it, that means it's something, oh, I like this also, it's an excess. It could be, if you're choosing it, that means it's excess for you, you're not going to be able to refine it. It's going to take over you. You're already dealing with it. You're already um, dealing with this thing in a way of taiva, in a way of desire, uh, you know, just the self-gratification, not in a way, a healthy way of uh, godly, with a deeper intention in it. Especially that we said before, when a person puts his choice and he chooses this thing, meaning he uses his das, his mind to choose everything. We know that das already has tevena related to it, good and bad. So therefore, you're already relating to bad, and you're going to get connected to the negative aspects of the physical things if you're choosing it, and it's not just something necessary for you. But like we said before, that. It's a good thing. Physicality is not bad as long as it doesn't come through too much effort and taking over your whole life, workaholic, or if it comes with just a little effort, um, it's not a bad thing because then you could get you could get access to the source of those physical things if you uplift them, using them for the right purpose, and then get more energy for your godly soul's service. When these physical things come to you automatically, or at least not through too much effort, those types of things you'll be able to refine and uplift. The taste of the ear of the high school, and then they'll be added to your godly soul's service of Hashem, a lot more energy in life. And then those physical things are the ultimate good. They're very good. Because they can, not only do they just give you regular energy to serve Hashem, they'll give you even more energy and open up more channels about understanding and emotion and your connection to Hashem. Now we can understand why taking the blessings from Yitzchak of, the, of Esau's blessings, the physicality, had to be through trickery, deception. Um, like we said before, the beginning of this, to show that it, that the relationship with physical blessings, physical physicality, can't be in a way where you're choosing it. Deception is not, you're, it's just like you're, you're tricking the physicality. You're not dealing with it in a way where I'm choosing this physical blessing. And therefore, you're going to get into a problem to the trap of not being able to refine it. So why do they have to take the blessings through deception? To show you that you shouldn't choose the physical blessings, all the physical things in your life. You shouldn't relate to them in a way of, I'm choosing them and I want to deal with them and I want to get involved in them. Um, which shows that it's not something which is totally necessary for you. It's excess. Only when these things come through, so to say, deception, when they come to you automatically, not with your choice, not with your right in your right mind, just deciding to be involved in them. Or at least that these physical things didn't come to you through extra effort and through being totally busy with them, involved, a workaholic. This is the idea of taking the blessings from Yitzchak in a way of trickery. And then through that, taking these blessings, the physical blessings, um, these things will be to Yaakov, who now will deal with these physical things in a way of trickery and deception also, which is bar, like we're going to say later what that means. So we have to take the blessings in a way of deception, which means not in a, way, a regular way where you're choosing those physical things, where you're you're making a choice and you're dealing with them in a way of self-gratification, which that's going to be your pitfall. You're not going to be able to relate to them in the right, in the right way. And then... After taking those blessings in that way, without your choice, then Yaakov is going to be able to deal with those physical things in a way of trickery also, which we're going to explain what that means later. What is the whole... How could it be permissible for Yaakov, for any 
person to deceive somebody to get these blessings. This seems to go, go against the whole idea of, you know, the laws of terror of business is not having any deception or falsehood in your dealings with people. The, permissib- the permissibility for this was because in the first place these sparks came to Esav, meaning to the negative forces, they came to the, um, the sparks of holiness, came to the negative forces in the world in a way of trickery. So obviously Yaakov and... Um, was able to, uh, Yaakov was able to see these, you know, this spiritual idea, what was happening here behind this sparks in Esav, and he saw that they came to Esav in the first place in the way of trickery, of deception, therefore he had to take them through deception. We don't have that same possibility, but we're going to learn what that means, deception, in our service of Hashem later. Um, like it says the first time that negativity the negative forces in the world got this divine sparks is in the time of the of the snake um, deceiving Adam and Chava to eat the, from the tree of knowledge. So it says that the snake was very smart and tricker and very deceiving. That the snake tricked, deceived Chava first and then Adam also in the end. Uh, the next page, so we see that the beginning of the taking of this, the holy sparks um, to the klipa, to the negative forces, was in a way of deception. Uh, right? The snake tricked Chava into being and taking it. Well, Hashem, look, Hashem doesn't want you to become smart like him. That's why he doesn't want you to uh, to take this, and and then and then he tricked it. Look, you can touch it, and then. Chava realized that oh, but nothing, nothing bad happened, and she, so the serpent tricked them into eating from the tree of knowledge, and that's why the serpent, the snake, ended up taking the sparks of holiness uh, from the holy side and getting it to itself. And that's why the taking back of these holy sparks from the klipa, from the negative forces, from Asav, has to also be through through deception, and that's why it was permissible in this case to deal with uh, Yitzchak and to take the blessings from him, from the blessings that were supposed to go to Esav, take them from him in a way of trickery, because that's how they got them in the first place. Stopping at the top of page, and test, two lines on the top. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Mimer Mavur explanation on a Mimer from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tovim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this, uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And... You can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, 
please email email me at rabbigelb at gmail, and we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.